Welcome to the PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, degree qualified nutritionist. This podcast is a place to help show you how to reduce your PCOS symptoms. Getting diagnosed with PCOS can be super confusing. It typically comes with very little information about what the condition actually is and how to manage it long-term. In this podcast, we cover the keys to understanding what PCOS is, the best approaches to improving your PCOS, and of course, how to reduce your PCOS symptoms through non-medication-based approaches. If you've been recently diagnosed with PCOS or you've had PCOS for a long time and you're wondering, what the heck do I do now and what do I need to do to reduce my symptoms? This podcast exists to show you exactly that. Healthy weight loss, reduced cravings, more energy, less bloating. If these are all symptom changes that you would love to experience with your PCOS, here is your invite to join the PCOS Glow Up. One of our most recent clients said exactly this. I've been dieting for months without being able to lose weight. After one week of the PCOS glow up, I finally lost a kilo. Seeing that I've been able to shift stubborn weight in merely four to five days was insane. For a relatively small investment in your health, committing to just three weeks of following the PCOS glow up meal plans has the potential to change your life for the better. All you need to do is head to selendouglas.com forward slash PCOS hyphen glow up or head to the links in the show notes to learn more and join us today. It is the season for setting goals and thinking about what we want in the next year. I am definitely guilty of kind of poo-pooing the new year, new me, because at the end of the day, this concept around time is made up and it is just another day. That being said, I do really think that it is great to take advantage of this time of year and the energy that it brings. But I will say you don't have to wait until the 1st of January or the start of the year to uh, create something new for yourself. It is just another day and you can start earlier. That being said, it's, of course, a great time of year to really examine what is and isn't working in your life and what you want differently for the year ahead. I think that it's really important to do this on an ongoing basis and consider what isn't working for you and and where things can be improved because the reality is life is really short and not to be bleak, we are all going to die and you want to squeeze as much juice out of this life as possible and feel good while you're doing it. And I know that a lot of you listening to this podcast listen to it because you don't feel that good often health-wise and you really want to. So we're focusing on this episode basically in some tips in how to achieve your health goals in 2024. We're focused more around the processes of like why we repeat certain behaviors that move us further away from our goals and how to stop doing that. So often, uh, so really we're digging into like uh, habits and staying consistent and that kind of thing. And we're not factoring in the knowledge gap that is sometimes there for people, which is I actually, if I knew what the thing was that I needed to be doing, I would do it, but I don't know what that is. That is obviously with PCOS something that I teach inside my programs, step one being the PCOS glow up where we're focused 
and really getting those foundations in place, setting you up with good blood sugar control. And then the pathway being step two, where we're focused more into something a bit more advanced, getting blood testing done and really digging into your PCOS root cause and then implementing um, strategies, including nutrition, but also um, supplementation and lifestyle changes as well. So that's not what we're focused on. If there is a knowledge gap for you where you're like, if I knew what I was meant to be doing, I would be doing it, then go and have a look at those programs um, on the website because that's what they're there to help you with. But we are focused more on why you know what you need to do, but you can't make yourself do it or why you keep repeating things that you know are not good for you. And when we're stuck in that uh, that process or, um, you know, that stage, it feels like it's always two steps forward, one back. It's very slow. It's very difficult to make progress. Um, and often it can leave you giving up altogether, even if you were doing the right things. <laughs> so number one thing is that it's all about our repeated behaviors. There's a saying that says you get what you repeat and it is very, very true. The first thing that I think is really important to think about is stress because this is often something that isn't discussed or talked about when we are looking at uh, creating consistency with new habits that support our health, things that are good for us. So, If we think about times when we've been stressed, and I'm sure this is relatable for all of us, usually we're going to revert back to certain coping mechanisms or behaviors that are actually not good for us. So when we feel stressed, we'll often revert back to old, repeated, um, old bad habits, if you want to call it that. Um, often bad habits or these things that we're reverting back to are things that make us feel good in the short term and they might increase certain brain chemicals like dopamine and things like that. But long term, they actually don't move us further towards our goals. Personally, something that I really struggle with in terms of being stressed or feeling anxious is mindlessly scrolling on my phone at night when I should or could be going to sleep or watching another Netflix episode to basically just numb my brain because I'm feeling very overwhelmed and stressed. And usually it's to do with things in the business. So that is something that I really struggle with. And I know that instead of just focusing on Um, you know, not using my phone or turning the television off. What I actually need to be focusing on is strategies to reduce my stress um, or better manage it. So the more that you focus on these sorts of activities and the stress itself, rather than the, you know, air quotes, bad habit or bad behavior that you're wanting to remove from your life or reduce, the easier it is to not revert back to that because basically when we're stressed, our body, our brain wants to relieve the stress. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to take your mind off it or to uh, complete an activity which makes you feel good. Another thing for me is eating dark chocolate because it increases my dopamine. So They're kind of my two vices, I suppose, when it comes to being stressed. And I know that 
I'll get better outcomes uh, in terms of not doing those things by focusing on the stress itself as opposed to not doing it. If I was, you know, and I'm using myself as an example, but if instead I was really happy and really calm, do you think that it would be easier for me to not do those activities and focus on something else? Yes, of course it would. So calm people are better at what is called delayed gratification. I'm sure we've all heard of that term before, but being able to delay gratification is really the keys to getting what you want in all areas of life, including your health. And delayed gratification simply means being able to delay an immediate impulse for a better reward at a later date. And if we think about that, basically, it's saying that, okay, Selene, using myself as an example, um, if I delay the gratification of, you know, uh, numbing this this stress response with, you know, another episodes of Suits on Netflix or something like that, even though you know how the episode is going to turn out, um, the better reward at a later date is actually waking up feeling refreshed tomorrow and not exhausted because you know that you're going to be up during the night with your baby. Um, equally, you know, being able to delay the immediate impulse of eating another two squares of dark chocolate for the better reward of, um, I'm not sure what the better reward is there, but, you know, better reward of um, sticking to what you set out to, let's say that, and having that sense of keeping promises to yourself. So the more calm you are and the less stressed you are, the better you are at being able to have that higher level of thinking around not caving to the immediate impulse and being able to delay that reward for a later date. So I want you to think about what you do and revert back to when you are feeling stressed and anxious. Um, What are the things that you do? Is it that you have an extra glass of wine? Is it that you, like me, watch too many episodes on Netflix or stay up scrolling on your phone or do you do online shopping or do you eat sweets or do you just overeat certain foods? Like what are the things that you do, unless you're a saint, to numb yourself or to um, relieve that stress from your brain? Um, And instead of focusing on not doing those things, how can you actually focus on infusing more stress management or reduction into your life so that you are less likely to revert back to those behaviors in an attempt to soothe yourself. That's what I'm talking about here. So you might like to even jot some things down and even just being aware of the fact that you uh, have this impulse where there are certain activities that you do when you numb yourself is um is really important as well. Often we don't even have that awareness of, oh, I'm scrolling on my phone right now, not really doing anything productive because I feel stressed or anxious about X, Y, Z. And maybe you need to go and have a chat with your partner or your um, mom or a friend or something like that about what is the thing that is stressing you out. Or maybe there are certain activities that you can infuse into your life in place of that thing that you normally do, whether it's like going out for a walk, often a really long walk, listening to a podcast or some music or something like that will have you feeling calmer and therefore um, able to delay that gratification and stick to your goals. Um, Other simple things is like focusing on the quality of your sleep, moving your body, doing some deep belly breathing or meditation. But really reducing your stress is a great way to 
increase your willpower and therefore improve your chances of cementing any new habits and actually getting what you want. The other tip that I have for you is not to focus so much on getting rid of habits, but rather to focus on replacing them. So as far as the science goes, it actually shows that we aren't really able to get rid of habits completely, but we are able to replace them with better ones. Um, And so even if we think about the example that I've given initially around reducing stress, I've said there that you know, when we're trying to do something new that's better for us, we're stressed, we revert back to the old habit. So again, that's an example of kind of supporting the fact that or what the science says around that we're not really able to remove habits completely, but we're able to kind of override and replace them, but the existing habit still exists in our brain. So instead of focusing on what you are trying to stop, focus on what you want to start doing. And I mean, this is definitely what we do in the glow up. It's not about, um, you know, focusing on stopping certain things. It's about focusing on starting doing different things and really letting that um, perpetuate a new way of eating. Number three is knowing why is it important for you to do these behaviors or um, change the way that you do things? Like, firstly, what is your why? Like, why is it important for you to feel healthier? And what I want to bring in here is differentiating extrinsic and uh, intrinsic motivators. So, The definition here around intrinsic and extrinsic motivators is looking at basically um, something that's external and an external motivator for why you would want to do a certain behavior or achieve a certain goal um, versus an intrinsic. And an intrinsic motivator is much more powerful for you uh, as a motivator than something Uh, extrinsic, which is external to you. So I'm going to use the example of weight loss here because I know that that is something that uh, a lot of you want to achieve with PCOS. And the, the differentiator here, so an extrinsic, meaning external to you, motivator for weight loss would be, I want to lose weight so that I can feel, so that I can look good because I care what other people think of me. So that's something external to you versus if you go intrinsic and internal. I want to lose weight so that I can feel healthy because I want to run after my children and grandchildren in years to come. So again, it's intrinsic. It's an internal motivator that's important to you. And it's also not just focusing on something that is short-term in duration, but long-term. So if you have the, you know, extrinsic motivator, which is like, I want to lose weight and look good because I want to have a fit Um, you know, I want to basically like look hot for summer, (laughs) example one. Um, Firstly, that's really, really short term as well. Like, you know, if you do achieve that, then summer's over and, you know, are you going to revert back to your old habits then? Like what, you know, what does that look like? Whereas if you're tying it back to something that's really um, intrinsically, internally important to you, And you're also tying it to something more long-term. So, hey, even if it doesn't happen in the next 
you know, 60 days, or even if I don't get 100% of where I want to in the next 60 days, this is a long-term goal for me because I want to be fit and healthy and able to tie up my shoelaces when I'm an old person and not be uncomfortable and depend, you know, dependent on others for years and years. So that is something that is so much more um, of an internal drive. And if you're able to tie back your why, why you're wanting to achieve something why then installing certain behaviors and routines into your life is important um, to you, then you are much more likely to fulfill on what you set out for yourself. You're much more likely to achieve your goals. You need a really great reason to create new habits and to create new routines because it's not easy to stick to what you set out for yourself. So you need a really, really important why. And if you don't have that, if it is something shallow, if it is something short-term, then you are very likely to just revert back to your existing habits. I got tongue-tied there. Um, Now, number four that I'm going to talk through is start small. Like, don't, if you're if you're starting from scratch or even if you're not like just start small it doesn't have to be something huge you know um if you're wanting to feel healthier and eat better then don't like don't go and overhaul everything don't go and you know um try and do every single thing at once. Like don't try and change your diet, take supplements, start exercising, go to bed earlier, like all the things all at once, just break it down and focus on one thing at a time. The more that you can chunk it down, build confidence on a smaller scale and then increase from there, the more likely you are to actually achieve your goals. Inside the PCOS Glow Up, it is three weeks. We can all commit to three weeks. So we're starting small. We're not saying, here's your new diet, eat this way for the rest of your life. We're saying, this is just three weeks. Anyone can do three weeks. And there's a couple of gaps in there as well so that you can eat whatever you want in that time. You don't have to give up all the foods you like. You can do whatever you want within those meals. And then you just eat these other meals for the three weeks. And I can promise you that uh, the common feedback is, wow, I feel so much better and this feels achievable. But how much more achievable does it seem from a mindset point of view to go into something for just a three-week period as to saying if someone handed you meal plans and said, you're going to eat this way for the next, uh, you know, one year, two year, five years, 10 years, it feels a lot more overwhelming. But if we give it a time frame or reduce down the the size of something that we're trying to implement, then it feels much, much easier. Um, And if you haven't downloaded it yet, there's also the PCOS breakfast uh, recipes that we have available on the website as well. So I always recommend if you're just not sure about where to start, like just start with one meal, start with breakfast and and you can improve from there. Um, And then... Number five is to not actually focus on the outcome itself. No one lost weight just by focusing on weight loss. People lose weight by focusing on the behaviors that allow weight loss to occur. Example, like if you decide I have PCOS, my goal is to lose five kilos, you're very likely not just going to lose five kilos because you said that you want to. 
So focusing on the outcome doesn't actually get you the result. Focusing on the cause of the outcome is what gets you results. So instead of focusing on the weight loss itself, you want to focus on uh, eating the right kinds of foods, balancing your blood sugars, moving your body, getting enough sleep, all of the things that are the cause of weight loss rather than the outcome itself. Example that's not related to health for me in my business, if I focused on the outcome, which for any business, uh, obviously there is a you know monetary and a financial goal that most businesses will have, focusing on that goal no matter how much I focus on it, I'm not going to get it just by focusing on it. The business isn't going to achieve that or get there. But if it focuses on consistently uh, doing the right kind of marketing, consistently um, providing value to people, consistently reminding people of how they can work with me, these are all the causes of it, having a compelling marketing message these are all the causes of the outcome, you know, using certain um, budgets to uh, do paid advertising. Like these are the causes that will lead to the outcome, not just focusing on the outcome itself. So that's really important is to just, you know, again, we're, we're playing the long game and we're not looking, obviously short term, um, we can get the results that really we really want to see Um quickly when we're doing the right things, especially for weight loss. I do have clients that lose weight fairly quickly. Obviously in the glow up, a lot of our clients lose weight within that three week period and lose um, quite a notable amount of weight as well. So it really can happen quickly, but we're not necessarily wanting to be healthy as a short-term fix. We're wanting to be healthy for the long term. And so I really encourage you to actually take that singular focus and obsession off the outcome itself and actually focus on the behaviors or the that that cause the outcome. The more that you can focus on consistency with the cause of the outcome, getting better and better and more consistent, the much more likely you are to actually achieve that outcome sooner and with more ease and with a lot less mental stress as well. So, That is my tips for basically getting what you want when it comes to your PCOS health goals in 2024. Number one was focusing on reducing your stress so that you are less likely to revert to the air quote bad habits that actually reduce the likelihood of you achieving your goals and focusing on that delayed gratification instead through being calm. Number two is to focus on actually replacing habits rather than stopping stopping them altogether. Number three is to get to know your why. Like why is it so important for you to feel good and try and keep going and keep digging deep until you can find what that intrinsic motivation is for you. Number four is to start small. Rome wasn't built in a day. Many of us use this saying and know this saying, but don't actually accept this saying. So we are playing the long game and we want to be healthy for a lifetime, not just for the next 30 days. So start small and stay consistent. And that leads into tip number five, which was focus on consistency with the behavior rather than the outcome. So what is the cause of the outcome that you want and focus on consistency 
rather than the outcome itself. I hope that you loved this episode. If you do listen to the episodes and if you do enjoy them, if I provided you any value at all, I would be super, 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 super grateful if you would please leave me a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. That is the way that you can thank me for producing these episodes each week. Thanks so much. And I hope you have an amazing 2024. Before you go, a quick reminder that any information discussed on the PCOS podcast is general in nature, does not take into account your personal health circumstances, and of course, does not replace medical advice.